Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining us in the adventure this week. This is Clint Carton, one of the co-hosts of the show. We want to thank you guys for joining us this week, especially to all of our new listeners. If you are new, this show is all about taking the things within our culture that we enjoy and showing how they reflect God. Because God made us for something more than what we see here on earth, but we also have a desire within our hearts, a desire for something greater. And so the things that we enjoy within our culture, these books, movies, TV shows, games, music, all that stuff, we enjoy them because they reveal something to us about Christ. So that's what we do on this show. And this week, we're actually joined by John Blevins, Bearded Blevins on social media and on Twitch. And he is a director of evangelization and also a streamer of Fortnite on on Twitch, where he uses that to evangelize people or pre-evangelize, as we talk about on the show. So enjoy the show. Make sure you follow John, support his ministry, and learn from him because he's got some great stuff. Enjoy the show, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Welcome back to the Christ and Culture, guys. This is Clint. Thanks for joining us again this week. And this week, I'm actually not joined by Steve or Gordon, the normal co-hosts, but I actually have a special guest, John Blevins, Bearded Blevins, some of you guys might know him as. John, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and just tell us who you are? Yeah, what's up? As Clint said, I'm uh, John Blevins, Bearded Blevins on, on the social media with the sweet logo that I had nothing to do with. Uh, I am married to my beautiful wife, Jody. been married for coming up on six years. We have two beautiful sons, Caleb and Zachary, four and three. And I'm a director of evangelization at a parish, uh, which is a really cool thing. I, I get to work with a team of about nine people uh, leading, you know, from the womb to the tomb to steal from the pro-life <laughs> movement uh, at the parish and in different ways of encountering God. And I also stream on Twitch. Uh, part-time, like 10 to 12 hours a week, trying to use that as a platform for pre-evangelization to reach out to the millions of people that are are on Twitch. So that's a little bit about me. So before we even like dive into all this stuff, I, I'm assuming there's a lot of people who are listening who probably don't even know what Twitch is or even what Fortnite is probably, but you want to just explain what is, what is Twitch, what is Fortnite, so we can kind of just start with our basis there. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, it's funny because I was trying to explain this to a, a recently ordained priest <laughs> I won't I won't say his name, but he is at my parish and it is Father Ryan. And he oh, he called it Tweech. <laughs> He's like, what is this Tweech thing? And I was like, man. So and, and I realized how frustrating it can be to try to explain what Twitch is to someone who has no idea. So here we go. Uh, Twitch is a platform that you can live stream whatever you want, cooking, playing video games, just chatting. And people can join via an app or the website twitch.tv and they can interact with anyone who is streaming for free and talk to those people and you can uh, share content on that as a streamer and build communities up Uh, people watch it as much as they watch netflix if not more netflix actually recently came out and said their number one competition is not amazon video or any other video it's uh, twitch or video game streaming and yeah, so it's it's a way to try to entertain online and create this kind of culture and this community online, uh, and people will watch. Dang. And Fortnite, 
Fortnite is, you know, the a battle royale game. So if you've seen or heard of Hunger Games, it's like that. Everyone drops into this map and the last one standing wins. And it's just a game that kind of took the world by storm. It's still the most popular game, you know, of all time. And it's a, a ton of fun to play. Yeah, even if, even if you guys haven't heard of Fortnite itself, you've probably seen the dances. Like that's the middle school thing and elementary school. I, I guess it's kind of like spreading a little bit, but uh, there's so many dances that have come from from Fortnite that I'm sure people have seen at least that. So a lot of fun. I've learned that I'm awful. I didn't start playing until I started watching <laughs> you, John. So uh, I guess that was a couple months ago, but I am so, so bad. But I'm, we're working on it. We're working on it. Nice. So I we were talking a little bit about this before we started recording, John, but I first heard about you through a different podcast, Clerically Speaking. So I listened to them, but you played with those guys one time uh, a couple months ago, and they, they were kind of talking about that on the show. And so I thought it was awesome that you use Twitch as evangelization. I never heard of that before. And then we briefly met at CYMC in Arizona, and you you were actually you were on stage for a little bit with uh, with Joel, and yeah. you guys had had that hot wing challenge. And there's there's this rumor going on on Twitter that uh, that Joel didn't actually eat those wings. Is that true or false? Was he eating those? So he was. He he did have okay. sauce on each wing, and it and it made him sweaty. But he did have to host the rest of that night and the right. rest of the weekend. So he didn't have as much, but he did have sauce on the wings, just not as okay. much as I did. And it was pre-planned, but it was it's cool. He did such a good job hosting that entire time, and uh, it, it was it's fun because he actually can eat more hot wings than I can, and it, he actually is the reason why I can eat hot wings at all. Because when I used to work with him in ministry in Wisconsin which is where I met him and where we became best friends. Right. Uh, he started like teaching me to eat jalapenos and we really built my spice level up. So it was kind of fun to watch that all come together. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I have zero tolerance. I'm actually from the Midwest too, originally from, from Iowa and uh, we don't really spice anything. So I'm just <laughs> no tolerance whatsoever. So I would have died, but no, that was a lot of fun. But yeah, so I, I actually, I quit playing video games a while back cause I thought I was interfering with my ministry cause I, I started playing to the point where I was playing you know, eight hours a day on a single game. And for, for nowadays, it really doesn't seem that bothersome. But in college, it was getting in the way, I thought, of my ministry. And you've kind of done the opposite. So how did that come about where you thought to use gaming as a, a ministry rather than the other way around? Yeah, so I, I actually grew up, you know, playing video games uh, with my family and not a ton. Like my mom was very good about, you know, get outside and, and giving us, you know, limits. I'm the oldest of three. And so she, those limits decreased uh, with uh, with each kid. So the younger brothers got to play more than I did. <laughs> but, you know, I grew up playing games and I, and I loved them. Uh, but I never got like I never had that phase where I was playing for a long, like a ton of time until I was like 19. And Halo 3 was just like the biggest game. Yes. And it was a ton of fun and you could play online against other people and it was competitive and there was a ranking system. Uh, and so I played a lot of Halo 3 with my family and with a lot of my friends and then kind of just played video games maybe six to eight hours a week, a couple hours a night when everyone, you know, was, was asleep. And, and it was just kind of a way to stay in touch with with friends that moved away, with friends that were starting families. And then I took a break for a while and then Fortnite came out. Right. So I may be yeah. playing video games like a few hours a week, and then I'm probably done for a few months. My wife was super thankful that I was done playing video games. Then Fortnite comes out, and it's like the coolest thing, and I'm like, there's no way I'll be good at it. And my brother is like, hey, it's on Xbox. And I was like, oh, Xbox, I have Xbox. So I downloaded it, and I find myself playing, you know, three hours a night when my wife and kids are sleeping. And meanwhile, my little brother, for those of you who don't know, uh, is Ninja, the number one Fortnite streamer and Twitch streamer in the world. He's been on Jimmy Fallon and Ellen 
recently. Uh, it's just a, a, been wild to watch him grow. So he's streaming and and just has millions and millions of followers. And I'm playing Fortnite, you know, eight hours a week. And we're hanging out one day. And him and his wife were like, you should stream. You're already playing Fortnite. You're doing it when your wife and kids are sleeping. So it's not really affecting your family time or your work time. Uh, you might as well just turn the camera on and stream. And you can talk about your like what you would talk about at work, like talk about evangelization and spread the gospel. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is a really good idea. You know, yeah. he has momentum. He, he's like, hey, I'll host you a few times, whatever, build that following. And within a week, uh, I, was, I was I had all the equipment that I needed. A friend of mine designed a really cool logo. We came up with the name Bearded Blevins and we just went for it. I just started, you know, being kind of myself online, playing video games and, and reminding people that they're loved. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. So it was actually him that came up with the idea, not you. Yeah, it was him. It was actually his wife who was the first person to, to bring it up. So his wife, Jess. Oh, that's uh, who, awesome. Who was just, and I kind of was like, would it look like I'm trying to like infringe on you or, or like ride the wave? And they're like, no, like you'd be really entertaining. You might as well do it if you're already playing a few hours a night. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I, I mean, that's that's awesome. And you, you said you're the director of evangelization. I think we throw the word evangelization out there a lot and it, it can be used in a lot of different ways. But obviously you're using that in, in a way that people aren't typically seeing that ministry. So what, what does evangelization even even look like to you? Because I think that can be a pretty broad term. Sure, sure. And yeah, and I agree with you. I think there's many ways to kind of use it and and each way might be okay, you know, in its own right. For me, it's it's sharing the gospel, right, with anyone that you have a chance to share it with in hopes that it will plant a seed that you you will then either foster or or help grow or point them into the right direction where that happens. So at my parish, it's like, you know, it's very, it's very intentional with trying to provide people with an encounter, which is a lot easier to do when you're in person than it is online. And then having, you know, discipleship plans of how they can get to to be a missionary disciple. Where as online, it's like, how do you how do you do this? And so I kind of use the word pre-evangelization for the stream. Yeah. Um, I, I don't necessarily intentionally, you know, bring up the catechism uh, every stream, but I, I, I say things like, I love you, God loves you more, let's change the world. We keep it 100% family appropriate, which is not a normal thing on on Twitch. Sure. Um, and then, and then, but I don't shy away either. If anyone says, you know, what do you do for a living or are you Catholic or Christian or, or whatever? I answer those questions and, uh, and my chat, my community has kind of become this really cool place of welcome, uh, where they'll welcome anyone in and, and love them and, and chat with them and make them feel like they're at home. And then I've seen some really cool things happen with what God has done through this, through this platform. But really for me, pre-evangelization, reminding people they're loved and trying to give them a safe place to be if they're going to already be spending hours watching Twitch. For sure. I mean, even last night we were just having, we were talking about the mass and we were talking about the Eucharist. Uh, there was a, a, I believe a Protestant person from the community who was, uh, I think he said in Colombia, he was in Bogota. That's where he was. Yeah. Uh, and he was going to an adoration chapel for, for I think the first time or something like that. And that, that was really yeah. cool to see too. And he made the comment like, you know, uh, w- maybe it was wasted on me, a Protestant with a winky face, but like he's somebody who I met online uh, and I, I kind of met you online as well. I know yeah. we met a person as well. And I've had awesome conversations with him about the faith. And he felt comfortable enough to share that in the chat. So it's been very cool. Yeah, dude, your community is awesome. And I definitely want to talk a little bit more about uh, about the community later, too. Uh, but one of the things you mentioned was your kind of catchphrase. And you, you have a couple of them. Uh, I mean, you talk all the time about, like, what a blessing. Like, I'm so blessed, stuff like that. But your big one is, I love you. God loves you more. Let's change the world, right? So where did that come from? I know that's that's part of your evangel your pre-evangelization, but just where did that phrase even kind of come from? 
Yeah, it's funny you ask because it, I had to actually think about this to remember because it was a, a random night. I was streaming. I probably only had 10 viewers. I had just kind of started. And I, rem I remember it was the first time I felt like I had an active chat the entire time. Sometimes you can stream and there's no one in there. And it's like, what, what is there even a point? And uh, all of a sudden, chat was just popping all night long. People were asking questions about their faith. And I, I was doing a lot of teaching as I was trying to find out what the stream is going to be. And I remember just having this feeling like, man, I love these people. Like, yeah. I love them. And so I said, I love you guys. And as soon as I said that, I was like, man, in my head, I was like, that's it's not about that. Like, I, yeah, I can I can love them, but it really is about God. So I just kind of like panicked and I was like, uh, and God loves you more. And then my my change the world thing. That's what I say when I say goodbye to everyone ever. Like and that's and I mean it like I think everyone can change the world. And I think you can do that in little and big ways. And so it just kind of came out. I was just like, I love you guys. And God loves you more. And, let's change the world. And then it's just kind of stuck. It's like, yeah, man, let's do it. And so that's, yeah, that's kind of how it happened. It's randomly one night. Well, it's perfect though, because I mean, that's exactly what pre-evangelization is, right? I mean, Bishop Barron talks about it all the time, like the good, the true and the beautiful, you lead it with what is beautiful, right? And, and love is something that is beautiful. And so uh, I think it's really cool. That's how you start it, right? God yeah. is, God is love. And so to remind people like, Hey, you're, you're loved. I think a lot of the times we we start with, like you said before, the catechism, or we start with the the morality of things, and it it scares people away. But when we start with with love, that's a, that's attractive. We we want that. Yeah, totally. And the response has just been amazing. And then people really do want more from. They're like, okay, what does that mean for me in my life? And we have those conversations online and offline. It's pretty cool. For sure. Yeah, and like I said, the other the other kind of things that you say all the time is like I'm so blessed or what a blessing and stuff like that. And a lot of the times it's stuff where maybe you had kind of a rough game and you're just like, hey, what what a blessing, right? I know for myself personally, I really used to struggle a lot with being thankful and stuff like that. And so that's something that's been a really battle for me. And I know I'm not the only one who, who struggles with that. So can you talk a little bit about like how do you how do you recognize those blessings in in the hard moments or even in the good moments, stuff like that, and not just get distracted by everything else that's going on? Yeah, um, I, re I remember hearing Matt Marr, uh, I think he sang a song, was that, I forget if it was before he released the CD or it was as a, at a concert, uh, and he the song is something like, everything is grace. And I remember hearing that and just being like, How? no, it isn't. Like, I, I immediately was like, pessimistic i was like that that can't everything can't be grace and not all can be gift and all these things and I, it kind of sent me into a tailspin and i've been a pretty joyful optimistic person most of my life but also been afraid to kind of be vulnerable with people and so even if i was not feeling joyful or optimistic i wouldn't share that but i remember like hearing matt mar sing that and praying through it and thinking that i needed to try to be more grateful and kind of live uh, and actually my family and I, like we're trying to come up with these values. My friend Joel Stepanek actually and his family came up with these really cool values. And one of, we're in the middle of trying to pray through ours. And one of them is um, to, to have a, a grateful attitude, like a grateful heart at all times, an attitude of gratitude, if you will. Nice. Nice. <laughs> um, and all, and all about those catchphrases. Man. <laughs> right. And that's kind of, that's kind of where, how it happened just a few years ago in general in life. I was like, man, I really want to be more thankful and more grateful. And while Sometimes I do say what a blessing to be kind of funny or whatever. It's true. Like there can be blessings that come from everything, even the most tragic things. I don't necessarily think that God makes those tragic things happen, but blessings can come forth from them. 
uh, because he is love and and he's always trying to love us at the very core of everything. That's all he really wants is to is for us to realize that we're loved by him and to love him back. So it's it, it's helped me to to be more optimistic and to also be more vulnerable to understand that blessings can come from difficulty as well. Yeah, I think that's huge in the Christian mindset for sure because we we look at. Um, Everyone has suffering in their life, right? It's going to look different for all of us. And I think one of the big reasons people leave the faith is the problem of evil. How can God allow things like that to happen? And we've answered that on this show before, so we're not going to go into like the details on that. But I think this is a big part of how we as Christians cope with that evil and cope with that suffering is recognizing that he's still working in in those uh, in those moments, too. So Yeah, but, totally. I really do love that you, you are so genuine when you say things like that, though. Obviously, you said you joke with it sometimes, and it's pretty obvious when you do. But all these things, when you're saying, like, I love you, God loves you more, all that, uh, what a blessing, uh, that's all genuine stuff. And I don't think we always get that a lot of the times on streams and stuff like this. So uh, that is one thing I really appreciate, and I, I know the community appreciates, too. So, Thank you, brother. Yeah. And while we were talking about Joel, let's go ahead and give him a shout-out. I told you before, and we give a lot of shout-outs. So we'll give a shout-out to Joel. I don't know if he even ever listen to the show but probably not you know what we'll give him one anyways he will we'll tag him in it and there we go yes there we go we'll make him listen actually we, we have uh in a couple weeks we're having leah murphy from life teen on the show too so maybe between the two of you we can get joel to start listening yo great so you talked before um a little bit how your evangelization at work looks a little bit different than how your evangelization looks on on stream so ha- have they really affected each other? Have you seen any crossover or ways that like the stream has influenced the way that you do stuff at work or, or vice versa? Yeah, uh, in a lot of ways. So I'll try to make it make sense. I guess, first of all, it's way easier to be to preach behind a camera than it is in person. So way easier for like like so if I'm streaming right and there's a hundred people in a, in my in my chat I have no idea who's in there it could it could be the coolest person on the planet it could be someone who hasn't left their basement in ten years <laughs> I have no idea but it's really easy for me not seeing them or knowing them necessarily to just say something like I love you God loves you more or never forget that you are loved or you're made in the image and likeness of God and I could have fifty atheists in there and like but it's like my domain right i'm here i'm not entering into their space like they're coming into my space and so if they don't like it they can leave but but in person like you're at a a pub or something it's really tough to just walk up to a table of people and be like hey just so you know i love you god loves you more let's change the world like it it's hard so in one way it's helped me to be a little bit more bold in person and and to to just not be afraid to shy away from conversations that could help lead someone uh, back to the church or to the church for the first time and then in the other way like I have met so many people from my stream in person that have come to parish events and began like a life of discipleship. It's wild. I mean, no exaggeration. I'd say, I'd say 20% of our young adult group at my last parish uh, found me from the stream. No way. Yeah. It's wild. They're like, it's just, it's been, it's been such, and not even just stream like Catholic Twitter, you know, that like all of, you know, all of media. So if they've really, the worlds have crossed, it is kind of weird, obviously, being Ninja's brother, and I work at a, a parish that has a school. Uh, the kids freak out, and so in that way, it helps because they'll they want to come to events. And if they want to come to events to see me, who cares? If I'm pointing to myself, that's horrible. But if I'm pointing to Jesus, then it can only be a good thing. Right. And I mean, even last night, again, there was one of your teens from I think one of your schools or something like that yes, was was James. on stream last night. Yeah. So th- there's always those people coming in, but. 
I, I like the first point you made because I think that really draws like this distinction of it's riskier talking to people in person sometimes. And, and I think that can really influence us a lot of the time. So I wonder if you have any advice as a, as a director of evangelization for those of us who are terrified, so I'm extremely introverted. Talking to people is something that really uh, scares me a lot of times. Obviously, for my job, I, I go outside of my comfort zone. But do you have any advice or like anything that would help people who really struggle with that? Yeah, I think I think it's to be. It's, I hate all these catchwords and buzzwords, but like to be <laughs> to be like completely genuine and vulnerable in all of your conversations with boundaries, obviously. Right. Um, but we we put these faces on. Right. And, and I try not to do this. I try not to do it on Instagram or Twitter or Twitch, like to let people like I tell people to pray for me, to pray for my family. I, I tell people I'm not perfect or how I've messed up. I think that's really important and can be an inviting way to let someone else be vulnerable. I think like vulnerability is one of the things kind of missing in our world. Like we, we paint this perfect picture and then sure. in person we're we're like because everything's perfect on the Internet in person, we're even maybe a little more shy. We don't want to bring. We don't want to bring Jesus up to people or where we might be afraid. And so I think to be confident in God's love and to be not afraid to be vulnerable with someone and to just kind of be open, like, hey, Lord, if you want this conversation to go in a way that would bring you up, uh, then then let it happen and, and let me have the courage to do it. For sure. That's good. And the other thing you mentioned, like kind of in, in those situations, why do you think it's so different? Like when I first joined your, your stream uh, in, in the community, when you said things like, I love you, God loves you more, that didn't really throw me off at all. But if you were to come up to me in person and say something like that, that would have been really weird. Uh, why, why do you think there's like that distinction? I don't know if it's just the way we think, um, but why is it so different from the receiving end that those things don't really bother us as much? Yeah, I don't know. I've never thought about it. I think the first thing that comes to mind is is that on Twitch, when you click, when you click like the, you know, a person to watch, you you're expecting to be told something like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like you're expected to, to receive, like that you're going to receive something yeah. in a conversation or, or you're walking up to someone. Um, it's, it's, it should be mutual. And I, this is what I really try to do on stream is to make it mutual to say to the people like, like I, like they keep, they, a lot of them are holding me accountable, asking me how I'm doing with my prayer and working out and I'm doing the same. So hopefully it isn't just this, let's click and sit back and like, just be entertained. And, and but I do think that's part of it is that we do sit back and we're like, OK, whatever this guy says, like it's it's like a priest at mass. It's like, oh, yeah, fine. But if a priest came up to you, you know, on the street and was just like, you know, in the Gospel of John, we hear this story <laughs> and you should be bold and walk on the water. Uh, I think it's kind of the, the same thing. But we should be, you know, less afraid to have those conversations in person. For sure. And I think that makes sense going back to what you were talking about of entering into your space, too, because when, when we log on to your stream, we're we're acknowledging that we're, we're in your space now. And so we're receiving what you, you put out. So that makes sense. I think that that actually leads into a little bit of the community. So you talked about the community before, and this was something for myself personally, was probably the biggest turnoff for Twitch for a while because I just didn't get it. Uh, my little brothers are way bigger gamers than, than me. They, they watch stuff all the time. They, they watch your brother, stuff like that. And they were always talking about the community aspect of it. And, and I just didn't get it because they were watching a screen and I didn't understand. So can you just base level kind of describe what is this community like? Because I don't think, I don't think you really get it until, until you're a part of it because it's, it's something that's different than, than what we think of. Yeah. hundred percent. And full disclosure, like when, when Tyler, uh, Ninja, my little brother, when he was, was growing, 
uh, he put a lot of hours in, you know, 40, 50, 60 hour weeks sometimes. And this is before he kind of blew up. And I'm like, bro, we're, you're, we miss you. Like, you're yeah. you're not around to, at things he wants you to be at. And he was not all the time, but like there were times it's like, bro, like is video gaming really more important? And he was like, it's the community. It's the community. I can't take a week off because for a whole week I won't be with my community. And I was like, yeah, but isn't family more important? And he'd be like, yes, 100%. But this community is also important. And I, I just remember even as early as or as recent as two years ago, thinking it's not a community. Like if if he dies, uh, maybe some people might from there might fly. And if they find out when the funeral is and go to the funeral. But mm-hmm. if anyone in his community dies, he's not going to those funerals. That's not real community. That's like what I thought. Right. Yeah. And then and then I started streaming and I'm like, oh, my goodness, I love these people. I know them and I know their names and I know their stories like I can't like chicken, like chicken Alfredo. I know him as chicken Alfredo, but he's like, his name is Fredo. Uh, it's, it's actually Alfredo. That's his real name. Yeah. His oh, name is Alfredo. Alfredo. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I always thought he was Italian, uh, but he's Mexican. <laughs> uh, and like, you know, whale shark who is now forgity, who is Jamie. And I know Jamie's story and I know what her husband does. And I know what she wants prayers for. And I could, the list goes on. I could name all yeah. these people who at one point were just like a name on a screen who now are like part of a community like when they're not there the community knows they're not there and when they come back they're like oh my gosh where have you been right uh so it really it really has changed you know my heart completely on it also knowing that the the goal of of this community is to encourage people to go have those in-person communities as well because you we we need to branch out and have more than just online yeah and and that's something i've kind of noticed too when when these people log on you know them by name. And so I'll, I'm starting to piece it together. I've, I've been following you for a couple of months now and like piece together who's who on the username and stuff. But it's not just like, hey, how are, how are you doing, Phil or, or whoever it is, right? It's, hey, how was, insert whatever your struggle is right now. Like how, how have you been doing with, with that this week? And, and that's that's really huge. And I don't think without entering into the, the community, I don't think people really realize how intimate that, that really gets. So that's that's really cool. But another thing that you encourage us to do as a community is to, to pray for each other. And, and that's been really awesome, too. I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit, too, just the, the way you can use that community as kind of a uh, intercessors, I guess. Yeah. And you know what? Actually, I've been like failing at this. It's, it's happening naturally on the stream, but I've been failing at this. And I need to I'm looking at this wall in my new stream room and it's blank. You can't see it because it's behind my camera. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking about putting like a board up there that just has basic reminders of like what I'm supposed to be doing each stream because it it, it gets late sometimes and I'm tired. And right. But in the, for the first six months, I'd say 98% of streams uh, for the first six months, I was like at the end of every stream, I'll pray for everyone in this chat. If you have any special intentions, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, DM me, and I will pray for those specific intentions. Yeah. And that was one of the, it was one of my favorite things I ever did. And all of a sudden, I'm not even really sure why I like stopped mentioning it. And then I've only done it like 30 to 40 percent of the time. Maybe part of it is that it has kind of become a natural thing. But I want to get back to to doing that every single stream mm. starting tonight. So if you're yes. around, hold me accountable. But to say like, yeah, what are your intentions? I'll specifically pray. But then so will the community. And we have this prayer emote, which really means nothing if they're not actually praying when they do it. But I believe that a lot of them are. Or if someone comes in and says, I need prayer, five to six people right away are like, hey, I'll pray for you and drop that prayer emote. And some of them I know personally and they'll do it. So it is cool. I've been like, and again, pre, it's pre, like I don't use the word intercessory prayer, but it is. And it's really mm-hmm. funny because Protestants are doing it. 
that's funny. Yeah, but I so I'll kind of attest to that because uh, I'll I'll throw down the the prayer hands every once in a while too. But I I honestly believe that people are doing that. I, I know I've taken it to adoration. I've taken it to mass. I've I've dropped what I was doing as I was watching the stream and prayed right there. So it, it is really powerful intercessory prayer. And I think we forget how powerful prayer can be sometimes, especially, I mean, nowadays we'll say like, hey, I'll pray for you. But then we'll say things like, oh, prayer's not enough. Like it's not doing enough. Well, prayer is actually really powerful. And, and we tend to forget that as uh, as 21st century Americans, I think. Yeah, it's really cool that you've done that. So thank you. And uh, it's some other cool things that have happened. We've had priests in in the stream before who've said, who've said, hey, I'm going to offer night prayer for you. Or uh, oh, even sweet. Father Rocket Dan on Twitter, shout out. Uh, was like I'll offer a mass for the beer brigade community. It's like what? Oh, that's so cool! It's, it's happened a few times. It's just wild. It's absolutely wild. Yeah, that's. Do, do you have a lot of priests in there? I mean, I feel like there's a, a priest in there almost every night. Yeah, least. you know, Father Anthony, Father Tom, and Father Dan are usually the three, uh, the three that are in there the most. Uh, but it, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's super humbling. Anytime a priest comes in and, and yeah. says hi and. Uh, and they enter right in, like, you know, they're, they're answering questions. And a lot of times they're in the whispers and uh, answering people's direct messages who have some some good questions. So it's, it's a huge blessing. That's so cool. Uh, I, I mean, you've, you've been mentioning some of these throughout the, the podcast so far. But do you want to share, like, are, are there any just really glory stories, I guess, that you can think of in your time doing this stream so far? Yeah. So some vague ones. And I'll share maybe one uh really kind of specific one okay. some some vague ones like the the amount of messages that i've gotten on instagram and twitter or in the whispers on twitch which whispers for those listening who don't know is is like a direct message message on twitch mm-hmm. um sounds kind of weird whispers uh, <laughs> but basically it's like a chat that not everyone on the chat can see the amount of people that have said that they've either gone back to church or uh, started praying again or said that they believe in god in general is insanely overwhelming mm. uh it's it's in the hundreds for sure if not more and so that's Praise god that's awesome that's, yeah amen dude it's it's insane so those kind of little stories i mean they're not little but those kind of little little examples but like we so there's this guy and i actually won't use his name because i'll share i'll share the podcast with him and stuff but met him from from norway and big supporter of the stream uh, financially he would donate he would give to the charity streams that we were doing he uh, would would you know give a ton of subscriptions and he would spread the love in the stream and he actually found me from watching my brother the very first time i ever streamed i was at my brother ninja's house now wait a minute i made a boo boo yeah just found out what to, i just said his name edit it out okay i can cut it out it's fine <laughs> um him and his buddies they're they're watching the this stream and they're like who's this weird guy sitting next to tyler and so they <laughs> they find out that i'm streaming and click it and he subs and the 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 sentence he you know has said to me multiple times in this last year and a half was i knew that i would be a part of this community for the rest of my life oh. and long story short this guy ended up flying out to my house to, to come to this really cool Twitch event with me, stayed at my place and went to mass, went to church. Oh, He's from, hey. from Norway, doesn't go to church. They don't have a ton of, of churches going on there and they're not very active. And he came to mass, sang the songs, said the responses and afterwards said it was life changing. So, and there was four other people from the stream who actually went to mass that night. But that that is one of my favorite glory stories. Dude, that is amazing. That's like, 
a straight up pure Giorgio Frasati kind of thing where he'd like go up into the mountains and, and bring people. Uh, you can only go to the mountains with me if, if you uh, come to mass first. Have you ever heard those stories? Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I that's, been, that's I awesome. I've been drawing that connection. That's hilarious. That's great. Yeah. Dude, I, I love Frasati. I think we've talked about him on the show before, but he, he used to do like uh, uh, challenge people in pool too. And if he won, they would have to go to a uh, holy hour uh, as like their, their deal. Yeah. But he would wager like tons of money because the dude was loaded, right? So he'd just say like, uh, I'll give you 500 bucks if you win, you come to adoration with me if I win kind of thing. And he never lost because he was just really good. Yeah, so it's like, awesome. that's sick stuff. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I, when, when I was kind of thinking of, of what to do on kind of these glory stories, I know I've only been around for a couple months, so I haven't seen a lot of these conversations and stuff that you've had. But right when I first started uh, kind of following you, you did random duos one night. I, I don't know if you remember this this story, but you got paired with like this little kid. He was probably like 12 or 13 or something like that. He was pretty young. And that, I remember you saying this is like one of your favorite nights as well, one of your favorite matchups. But basically this kid was trying to get his stream started. And I, I think there's a lot of kids that age who are trying to, trying to do that in Fortnite. But the community just rallied around him. And I thought that was, that was pretty sweet. Do you, do you want to share kind of that story a little bit too? Yeah. It's a, so a thing that some streamers do, and I just kind of have done it every once in a while lately, is you join a random Fortnite game and who you can get paired with anyone in the world, and then they can chat live on your stream. It can be dangerous. So as soon as someone says uh, you know something inappropriate, I'll just quit the game and go into the next one. But mm -hmm. this one time, this little kid just absolutely hilarious and adorable was like, ah! found out that I was a streamer, found out that I was Ninja's brother, uh, and his reactions were just so pure. He ends so up fun. telling us that his parents run this company where they like drive, uh, you know, drunk people home at night, like Uber, yeah. but just for drunk people and uh, and gets their cars home safely as well. And so he was kind of alone because they were driving that night. And eventually, yeah, my, my some of my community members went over there, followed him, and he ended up getting donated two hundred dollars from from the stream. And his reaction is like, like, "Mom, I gotta call my mom. I gotta call my mom." And and the whole time, you know, I'm like, "Okay, how can I how can I at least get him to to pray or to think about how even these something as silly as a donation on Twitch, yeah. you know, is a blessing?" And I was like, "Make sure you pray. Make sure you thank God, you know, for for the blessings in your life." And he was like, just nonchalantly, he's like, "Oh, I pray every day." I pray every day, sir. And it was like the most genuine thing. Yeah. Um, and, and now to this day, he pops in the stream. I think he was in there last night or the night before. And when I, when I click on him to see what's up, he's got four or five people from, from my stream that met him there uh, who are in there. So he's got people watching him play now. Dang, that is so cool. Yeah, I, I remember watching that video and I just like couldn't help but smile the whole time. Like this kid was so full of joy and just so happy with everything and so grateful. It was amazing. So For sure. Yeah, and kind of... Just thinking about, uh, obviously, this is something that some people can do. Not everyone can start a Twitch stream and, and be a, a streamer and stuff like that. So what are what are some tips you have for someone who, maybe like me, is not a professional gamer or can never uh, aspire to, to, to do something like that, uh, but still wants to kind of learn from, from what you do here in, in the way that they evangelize? Is, is there anything you have for, I guess, us lay people? Yeah. Do you mean specifically like with Twitch and, and streaming? Yeah. I'm, go ahead. Yeah. It, it can be anything like that. Um, but also, I, I think even if we are not streamers, the, the reality is there's a lot of people playing Fortnite and it's kind of just 
it's huge. I know it's kind of gone down a little bit since the game's been around for a while, but it's still massive. And so if we're going to be evangelizing to, to people, there's a lot of kids out there, there's a lot of young people, there's a lot of older people too. And so I, I think there's something there as well. Yeah, so first, first I would say that we need, we need more uh, people who are called and who pray and discern it. We need more Catholic streamers, people who, like, you know, if I was just in this, like, for the money, I would never say that. And I would just be like, oh, I just want to be the only one. But, like, we need more. It's a it's a, a mission field, and it's probably the biggest one out there right now in the world. Uh, no exaggeration, like, video game streaming or YouTube stream, whatever, in general, like, online ministry is is a thing that even Bishop Barron, you know, said yeah. we should we should consider having, like, a, a religious order of, you know, media brothers or, or sisters um just working you know in that atmosphere so in general i'd say we need more people to step up who feel called to share the gospel online in whatever way possible and to not not use that excuse of like oh someone's already doing it so for instance i have a youtube channel and i don't i'm not great at growing it but my youtube editor is amazing and uh i have this idea of like sharing the catholic faith on youtube like giving talks and i'm like why would i do that if you have father mike schmitz and emily wilson and all these awesome people who are already doing that on youtube but my community doesn't know them and quite right. frankly, it doesn't really care what they have to say, but they might listen to what I say. And so like to get word of that mentality of like, oh, someone's already doing that or someone has that covered. And if we're called to share the gospel in this unique way to do it. So I would say that's first and foremost. And then for in general evangelization is just to try what is what is the next fresh thing? Like we got to stay on top of that. You know, Protestants have been using, you know, Twitch and streaming for four or five, six years already. To, mm -hmm. to share the gospel. And some of them are my good friends. The Catholic Church is, seems to always be five or six steps behind. What is the next fresh way that we can continue to share the gospel with as many people as possible? Obviously, always making sure that we're you know living that out first and, and living that out with the people that we encounter every day. Right. Yeah. And trying to think of uh, just different, there's different streams, the different ways you can do it on Twitch. You don't have to be playing Fortnite. There's, I think there's like a just chatting feature or something too, where you can just like, you just hang out and talk. You, there's uh, there's music. You can just like play praise and worship music or something. I don't know. Whatever. There's so many different ways you can do it now. It's not just gaming either. Yeah, ab you're absolutely right. Yeah, and that used to be a restriction. Just a f That was just a few years ago they finally allowed you to cook on stream or do – you can literally do almost anything so long as it is legal yeah. on Twitch. And, you know, there's not a priest out there who's doing question and answers. And there's not someone out there, I think, who's Catholic who's, like, leading praise and worship. And there's so many ways you could go with it. Um, so, yeah, right. I'd say to always be open to creativity. Yeah, and at CYMC, one of the things you talked about was how the community – on Twitch is, is something that is not that people on there are, are like struggling or, or bad or anything, but it, it's just so underreached that there's a lot of people on there who are, who are desperate for something and they don't know what that something is. Uh, and so I think that's just a really uh, a open open field where we have not really tapped in much yet. So yeah, hundred percent. And you could even do that by just being a part of people's communities and being. You know, uh, Tyler, my brother has this moderator, which is someone who kind of controls the chat to make sure everyone's being appropriate. And everyone in that street and Tyler's stream who pays attention to the stream knows that he's Catholic. Mm -hmm. uh, so even in even in ways where you're not the one streaming, just being a part of that community is a, is a huge way to evangelize. For sure. So let's say someone who's listening right now wants to use Twitch as a method of getting getting out there and evangelizing. How do they start? Yeah, I think it's important to to have the correct supplies, right? The the tools. 
Sure. You wouldn't you wouldn't go to you know Africa to go preach like in a bunch of with like a bunch of sweaters on. You got it. You got to make sure that you have the stuff to to do it well. And so you, what I see is a lot of people who are like, all right, I'm gonna start and be and be a Catholic streamer. And then you go to their channel and all you see is the video game they're playing, and you can barely even hear them talking. So it's like, okay, how how is that? You know, do, it's better to wait three to six months to save up the money that it's gonna cost to make sure you get the webcam and get a good mic and have all that stuff so that you can do it well. Because quality is important. Um, but I would say that I would say to pray about it. And if you feel called to it, to get the things that you would need to, in order to do it well, um, you know, whether that's a stream deck or, you know, to make sure you have the right webcam or, uh, you know, a capture card, all kinds of things like that. And then to have an actual purpose for it. So I would, and I didn't do that part of it. Like I was like, Hey, I'll just share the gospel and like be authentic and be me. And it's the worked, but I wish that I would have had it more structured. And if I had a little more time, I'd be able to even make it more structured now. But I'd say to have a plan and to kind of stick with that plan and kind of uh, let the Lord bless it. Yeah, have like an identity for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you who are listening, you, you can tell like John's audio. I know for a lot of our Skype interviews, we've had a lot of audio issues and stuff. But your audio is actually coming through better than mine right now. Uh, and I have <laughs> recording equipment and everything. And for those of you who are patrons, you can see John's video is, is good stuff, too. So you can see he's really backing it up. But yeah, is as far as like Twitch itself though, do they like screen? Do you have to like apply? How do you become like a, a not even a Twitch partner, but just like a producer on on Twitch? Yeah, so it's actually as easy as creating an account online for free. And oh, you really? can do that on Twitch, on Mixer, on YouTube, on Caffeine, if Fox has released that new one, Caffeine. Yeah, it's free. You just type in your email, validate your email, and you can start and share it on your social media and and get going yeah it took me like i said it took me like once i got the setup it took me two days and i was live that's amazing that's so cool uh and there i know there are some people listening who who might want to use stuff like that too so yeah guys if that's something you're you're called to go and check it out and one one last thing i kind of want to talk about here is um we've already hinted at this a little bit but pope francis talked in evangelic gaudium about like smelling like the sheep. He was talking specifically to his brother priests and stuff like that. But I think that's definitely something that uh, that you're doing here. You're going into uh, this this untouched area. Yeah. So I guess just what are some other places that people can, can kind of do this if, if they're not into games, they're not into uh, some of the other things we've talked about? Are, are there any other places that you think people can kind of reach out that are kind of untouched right now aspects of evangelization? I'm kind of putting you on the spot there. Sorry. No, that's okay. It's a great, it's a great question. I almost always, I almost always immediately go to, you know, this space of Twitch or YouTube, but I think, I think just to look at the the passions in your life and, and, and hopefully some of those passions aren't explicitly Catholic, as you said, if you can right. have something that's good, true or beautiful, that ultimately will point to Christ if you dig deep, but find those passions and then figure out how you can best evangelize in those areas um, but then all, some of it also is just to really be aware. Like I forget, I think St. John Paul II, I forget who said it, but to be in the world and not of the world, yeah. that we we have to know what's going on. And so it actually does kind of break my heart when I meet a youth minister or a, a young priest who doesn't even know what Twitch is. Like it is owned by Amazon. It has been all over every single way, like way of finding news on the planet for the last year, year and a half. If you don't, like if you don't know it's like when I was in youth ministry, if you didn't hear of Dawson's Creek, 
like <laughs> when I was a teenager. Like everyone knows yeah. Dawson's Creek or the OC. Like you have to at least know about it. You don't have to participate in it. You don't have to like watch someone stream, but you have to know what Twitch is and who some of the big Twitch yeah. streamers are because the people you're ministering to, you know, are doing that. And you have to know who some of these artists are because the people who are you're ministering to are listening to to these artists for for better or for worse. Like I think of Cardi B. You know, like every single middle school and high school kid has listened to and probably enjoyed a Cardi B song. Right. And it's some of the most filthy lyrics I've ever heard in my entire life. But you got to at least know about it so that if it comes up in a conversation, you can bring Jesus into it in a fresh and authentic way. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if that answers your entire question, but uh, no, it I... kills me when a youth minister like I got so many people at CMC really well-intentioned and good hearts who are just like, man, well, I didn't even know that Twitch or, or game or Fortnite was a thing. And I'm like. Okay. Gosh. Every one of your kids is is skipping your youth ministry because they want to play Fortnite. So, like, find a way to get them there. Seriously, I, I think it was St. John Bosco that said something along the lines of, like, when you learn to love what the children love, the children will learn to love what you love, and that is Christ. And I think that's exactly, like, what you're – I know. Uh, I think that's exactly what you're trying to get across here because we need to understand, especially for those of us who work in ministry, and especially in, in youth ministry, whether we like it or not, this is where the teens are. Uh, Cardi B, that's what they're listening to, what, whatever it is. And when we show not necessarily that we agree with that kind of thing, but that we we are understanding or we're supporting their, their interests. For example, like part of my ministry is when, when my teams are, I, I live in Texas, I live in Houston. So when they have a football game, I go to their football game, right? And they see that I'm there supporting them. They see that I love them. And because of that, when they understand that they're loved, Okay, now they're willing to listen to what I have to say as far as uh, Christ and stuff like that, too. And it all goes back to that leading with what is beautiful and what is good first and then what is true later. So uh, I think that's really important. Amen, brother. So a lot of good stuff. We'll we'll do some some challenges here at the end and stuff. But before we go into that, umbrellas, man. What's up with the umbrellas? (laughs) Bro, it's so dumb. I I love Twitter so much, and and I also hate it because – it makes me just say the most ridiculous things. Like I just, I'm just like, what could I say today that would just be funny, not offensive? I'm not like looking for retweets or likes. I'm just trying to be goofy. Yeah. And one day I like, and it's true though. Like I don't use umbrellas, and I'm and the real reason is I'm lazy. Me either. I'm lazy. Yeah. I don't want to carry them. I don't want to remember them. I'll probably lose it. I don't want to get water all over Starbucks when I walk in. So I was like, whatever. I'll just tweet this. Other people must agree. And it kind of blew up, and it's been hilarious. And the other day I, I was like, I haven't used a pencil in 10 years and I really haven't. And that kind of blew up and it's, it's, it's ridiculous. When you started saying these things and I was like, I literally haven't done either of those things either. I, I don't <laughs> like umbrellas because like they get caught in the wind, right? And then you're carrying them around and, and they're wet and everything. And then I've used pens. I, I started falling in love with the Pilot G2 pens. This is so random and nothing to do with the podcast whatsoever. <laughs> but the Pilot G2 pens and like, I don't use pencils anymore. Like there's, there's yeah. no point. And who has pencil sharpeners, man? I haven't exactly. seen a pencil sharpener in 10 years. What is this, the 90s? Seriously. Right? <laughs> so it's just, I'll just, I sometimes tweet these hot takes that, and it's so funny to see people believe, like some people are like, why did you hate umbrellas so much? I don't hate umbrellas. It's just funny. I don't use them. Yeah. It's great. No, it's, it's a lot of fun. Guys, if, if you don't know what we're talking about, you need to uh, go follow John on Twitter. He's honestly one of the best follows in Catholic Twitter, and I'm not just saying that because you're on the show. So where can people find you? Where can they find your stream, your social media, stuff like that? Yeah, so twitch.tv slash beardedblevins, all one word, and then beardedblevins on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Those are the things that I use the most. Um, it's all one word, beardedblevins, and it's pretty it's pretty wild. They have the same logo. I'm so bad at branding and all that stuff, but the, the Lord has provided some good people in my life who helped me with all that, so it should be easy to find. 
Yeah, the logo is great. Guys, if, if you, well, I guess this only helps the patrons, but you can kind of see the logo in the background of John's, uh, John's thing here. Yeah, so we'll go ahead and throw out a challenge really quick, guys. Your challenge this league is whatever you are passionate in, go ahead and think of a way that you can use that passion as a form of evangelization or pre-evangelization. Maybe that's going to be on Twitch. Maybe that's going to be somewhere else. But go ahead and think on that. Pray on that. See where God's leading you with those passions because he gives us those passions for a reason. And uh, we, we need to use them, right? It's the, the whole parable of the talents. So make sure you're using your, your talents and your passions properly. Amen. So with that... Do you have any shout-outs, John? All right. Shout-out to Father Rocketdan, T with Tolkien, my boy Clint right here on the show. Yeah. Awesome show. Love what you're doing, brother. Thank you. My mom and my dad and my grandmama and my nana and papa, and that's it. Nice. Okay. And then I, I actually want to give some shout-outs, too. So yesterday, we have this thing. We've talked about Whataburger on, on chat before. You're not a fan, right? You're not a fan no, of Whataburger? No, no, no. I love Whataburger. You love Whataburger. I okay. love it. It's just not as good as In-N-Out. Okay. Well, I'm not an, a native Texan, so I'm not offended by that whatsoever. But we have this thing in, in my ministry where we go and hang out at Whataburger every Wednesday, just Whataburger Wednesday kind of thing. And we were doing that yesterday with some of my teens, and I was talking about this interview. And I always get super nervous when we do interviews for the show because I – I'm a podcaster, but I'm not an interviewer, you know? And so I was kind of expressing that to them. And one of the teens is like, can we pray for you right now? And so a bunch of my teens just like came over me and just like prayed together. So I want to give a shout out to a couple of them. So that was Marcus, Ty, and Mitchell. And it was so cool. I was just like one of those proud dad moments as a youth minister. Yeah, it it was really cool. That's incredible. Marcus, Ty, and Mitchell. Yeah. They get gifted subs if they show up in the chat within the next week. Dude, no way. Okay, yep. I, I will let them know. But yeah, so thank you guys so much for, for joining us on the adventure. John, thank you for being here. Guys, if you want to follow John, we will put all of his social media stuff in the notes section. You can find him find him down there. So anything anything else, John, that you, you want to throw out? Anything that I haven't mentioned or any cool stuff for the from the stream? I, don't, I mean, I don't think so. Merch is coming soon. That's kind of fun. You crushed it, man. The, the teens praying for you worked because this was my favorite uh, opportunity to, to be able to talk about the stream that I've had so far. So I really appreciate that. Oh, sweet, man. Yeah, we'd love to have you back on again. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, and you're just easy guy to talk to. So, Cool. I'm excited to share it. All right. Uh, guys, thank you for joining us today the adventure, and we will see you next week. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed the interview with John. I had a blast. That was so much fun. Make sure you follow him. I know we said it a couple of times, but he is a great follow on social media and always good, insightful, and, and positive stuff you can find there. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at OnTheAdventure2, and you can find that in the notes as well. You can find us on YouTube and Facebook at The Christ and Culture and on SoundCloud and basically on anywhere where you listen to podcasts under the Christ and culture. So check us out there. If you like what we're doing and you want to help support us, the place to do it is Patreon. For a couple bucks a month, you can become one of our patrons. And in return, we will give you special content and gifts for for supporting us. And we use all of that money to go back into the show to help build a, a better show for you guys. So if you're interested, please check that out and we'd really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. 
and have a great adventure this week. <laughs>